0: I know what you are thinking right now. In fact, I even know what you're looking at. Okay, I lied. I have no idea what you're thinking or looking at, but it was kind of scary there for a moment when you thought I did, right? Hmm. Actually, I probably do know what you're thinking right now. because you're thinking, okay, this is getting weird. So let me move on to my point. My point is this. People have been telling lies since the beginning of human history. But sometimes people end up lying as a way of life, trapped in a maze they create for themselves, and and often they don't even know why. So today, Ed Welch and I explore a bit of this maze and learn some interesting things about our own hearts along the way.
1: You are listening to CCEF On The Go, a podcast of the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation. Here at CCEF, we are committed to restoring Christ to counseling and counseling to the church. You can find our podcasts, books, articles, videos, and more resources for Christ-centered pastoral care at our website, ccef.org.
0: Welcome to CCF On The Go. My name is Alistair Groves. I'm a faculty member here at CCEF, and I direct the School of Biblical Counseling. My guest today is Ed Welch. Ed, thanks for being with
1: us. Oh, thanks, Alistair. It's good to talk with you.
0: Ed is a fellow faculty member here at CCF and has written numerous books. Um, today, Ed, I wanna talk about something that's a little bit off the beaten path. And uh, it may not be directly relevant to many folks listening today, but it's just been interesting to me. It's been some kind of nibbling at the back of my mind for a while that I wanted to sort of think out loud With someone else on so uh, thanks for being my my guinea pig here but um, here's here's the question on my mind what is the deal with with pathological liars Uh, if you want to use a more technical term or to flesh out the question slightly it would be what what leads a person to end up in a spot where they seem to be telling falsehoods all the time almost as if it were an addiction or an instinct, and they, they even themselves may come to a point where they say, you know, I don't know why I lie about things. I seem to instinctively lie in response to questions that don't gain me anything. There's no reason to lie. If I hadn't lied about it, it wouldn't have mattered in the slightest. Um, I, I'm just interested. I'm interested in, in thinking about it, and if I can actually say maybe two more minutes here about my own reason for asking the question, I, I had two particular um, situations where where this issue came front and center, uh, which were very different in my mind, but it, but it got me thinking. One was before uh, I went to seminary and, and became a counselor. I had a friend uh, who I was getting to know, and in the context of a group conversation, I remember we were talking. Uh, I believe it was about um, movie uh, movie theater ticket prices. And we're talking about how expensive they were. And I don't remember what the going rate at the time was. Probably, you know, we were all talking about how tickets were $10. And he was saying how this place near him had tickets for 16 or, or 18 bucks a ticket. And I just kind of looked at him. I was like, really? No. There's no way they're charging that much. He's like, oh, yeah, no, really, really. I was like, oh, okay. And the uh, conversation wandered on to other things. And that night, he, he came back up to me. And he, he pulled me aside uh, and just said, you know, um, I, I have a problem. I, I lie about stuff all the time and it's just an instinct in me and i i don't know why i do it i I hate that i do it uh they do cost ten dollars they don't actually cost sixteen dollars and and i am not quite sure why i did that i I think i just like to to have impressive things to say that make people notice me um and to my mind it was just one of the it's just one of the sweetest conversations i ever had i was so proud of this guy he's a couple years younger than me and um It was just one of those moments where you saw the Spirit at work in someone's life and he felt like he was identifying something important in him um, but So it got me, that's what got me starting to think like, huh, how do you, how do you end up in that place where we're lying about $16 movie theater tickets is your instinct in a given situation? That, that's, that's intriguing, but I can make the connection with wanting to be noticed. And then I found myself somewhat later in a, in a conversation with a guy who, who, again, identified this sort of lying thing. He was a highly introspective person, very well educated, and from his perspective he, he could see no good reason. Why he would tell some of the lies he told. In fact, sometimes he would even seem to lie in ways that would complicate his life rather than uh, gain him anything. Uh, and I, I didn't have the chance, sadly, to, to walk with him long enough to hear much more. But it just made me ask, how how do people wander into this place? So I've I've had some some musings in my own mind. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts and and if this is. Uh, the kind of thing you've interacted with on any kind of regular basis uh, I
1: have uh, I, you know since I have an interest in in knowing people have struggle with addictions I, and, 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 and helping them as much as I'm able uh, that's you know, you know that's one place where you you're, you will find lies. It's, it's, just, it's just part of, of the whole system of addictions. So that's where I see it the most. But, uh, well, Alistair, let me, let me start. Um, I, I'm gonna start gradually, and here again, I'm gonna assume that you will slap me upside the head if I'm going too slow on some things. <laughs> so, so I'm thinking a couple things right off the bat. One is, these two people you mentioned so impressive the you know the the first person he actually came back and confessed it to you with a certain amount of insight you know i i I want to somehow be impressive and 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 to live in a place where there are 16 tickets you know it doesn't seem like it'd be that impressive but it stood out and and yeah, you know, you're what? Wow, that's well, that's a, you know it 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 got your attention. The other person, I, 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 it's so admirable that that he he didn't necessarily understand exactly why. Which, by the way, we don't have to understand such things. Uh, he, but he was able to speak about it honestly. Uh, so, so both of these people, I feel like they're 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 far along in whatever the 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 battle is with with anger. So I, I appreciate both of the. the people that you identified all right let me I'll, I'll just say maybe one or two other things just to sort of ease yeah. into this whole category uh, um, there's the there there tends to be something ordinary in in really bizarre things oftentimes and and what I'm thinking now is is, is I I think of one one of my grandsons, when he he doesn't do it as much now. But I would say from age two and a half to age four, he lied about absolutely everything. And I, I think the, the the first time I saw it, it was he I was sitting next to him at dinner, and he threw something on the floor, and. And uh, you know, we're, I was looking at him, we were talking why he was doing it. And mm-hmm. I said, you know, it was a rhetorical question granted, why did you throw that on the floor? And, and he, he picked up the question. He said, Oh, I didn't throw that on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you mean you didn't throw it on the floor well I just I, I saw you throw it on the and and sure enough he, he stuck by a story and it it became sort of a, a year of of him telling lies about just about everything now I don't know how he changed my, my point there is that is that when you see something in children uh, you're you know, it gives you a window to the human soul and and so in that sense, uh, certain lies and certain whoppers can seem pretty weird, but the basic contours of it are a child understands the nature of lies. And, and we certainly understand the nature of lies as well. So, anyway, that's, that's the first thing I'm thinking as I'm heading into it that it's not quite as strange as we might think. And, and, and certainly, the, the next place I would go after looking at my grandchildren and how, how wretched my grandson could have been it was at that particular time, <laughs> I, I, um, you know, you know, I look at myself and I begin to recognize, you know, begin to look for what are the places where I exaggerate what are or what are the places where I blame others which we wouldn't typically consider that to be the category of lies hmm. but but it is it's it's it, look over there it's their fault uh, we are innocent uh, in this so so anyway that's you know that's the way I begin to wade in the waters before we get to the more extreme situation I really like these people that you identified they're they're spiritually alive and and once we start looking for this we can find it everywhere it seems well I'll stop there but go ahead what you you think
0: well a couple things first off I am uh, yet again Defeated in my attempt to get you to talk for more than ten minutes without mentioning your grandchildren, which is one of your most <laughs> admirable features. There's going to be—is there a pathological diagnosis for uh, grandchildren mentioning? I, I don't know if there is or not, but there should be. I, think
1: it's, uh, I, I don't know if it would be in the category of lies, but it certainly would be an obsession. Um, that's right. Exactly. There's, some, that, um, there's something exactly. Pathological, there pathological about obsessions. So,
0: right, no doubt. So, uh, yeah, that's one thing I'm thinking. But no, I, um, I. I appreciate that you're driving it even back toward, toward children. And I'm mean, thinking, so thinking about the first uh, little example you've given here, Okay, a kid throws food on the floor at two and a half and, and then stubbornly insists he didn't do what has what been said he did. You know,
1: It was he, by the way. Well, it was he. Don't, don't impugn my granddaughters now. It was my grandson. I, I said
0: he, didn't I? Oh, I thought Sorry, I he. you said
1: she. I thought, I thought I heard a she. I, I, I okay. meant to say
0: he, whatever I said. Okay. My granddaughters um, were
1: all perfect, so...
0: Go ahead. <laughs> right. go, ahead. go ahead right that's no that's helpful to have that clarification um, apparently we have some more talking to do after the <laughs> podcast is over
1: um,
0: no the um the the incentive to not have done something bad to not be in trouble to not have disappointed one's grandfather uh to not have to pre- suffer any potential consequences uh you know those are just so instinctive to us. And, and I, I appreciate the way you're, you're saying it. A two-and-a-half-year-old child knows that if their words can give shape to reality that is better than the reality that actually exists around them, if their words can alter that reality and make life better uh, or feel more comfortable to them, then they're going to do it. That's just everything in human nature is wired toward that. And, and I guess if I think for a moment about what lies actually are, they, they really are an attempt to usurp God's power to direct things. I mean, God created existence and reality with his words, and it's by the word of his power that he upholds every little atom and quirk in this universe. And our words give Shape to reality. When we say things, it actually changes things around us. When you tell someone to do something and they do it, you've you've altered things around you. When you tell someone something that you're saying is true, it it alters their perception of everything around them, and that then affects their behavior. so, our, I guess I'm I'm struck by how even a two and a half year old child instinctively understands just how much power our words can have in literally shaping the the world around us. And so. Um, I can, I can immediately from there begin to jump into thinking, yeah, okay, it, it just makes sense that um, if, if one begins to even go down that path and has any success at it at all, uh, that could become such an easy pattern to, to slip into one's life. It makes me think of the, the old Mark Twain quote, uh, the worst thing that can happen to a young man is to win a little bit of money in gambling. Um, And it it seems we probably have a similar kind of thing going on here as we head towards the more bizarre, the more extreme, uh, where presumably there was some sort of effectiveness to lying somewhere back in this person's story. um, And that effectiveness is seductive and left unchecked. it, It can grow.
1: And but the the curious thing that you're pointing out also is that even how is it? Sometimes we can understand lies where they seem to be effective, but but my my grandson's lie even at two and a half it wasn't that effective. Uh, <laughs> right. He, right, I, I, I was ticked off, and and the fact that thing he throws things on the floor, you know, that's I can deal with that. I don't I don't freak out when he right. puts things on the right. floor, especially at two and a half, and. But it bothered me that he was lying about it, and, and so he, 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 there didn't seem to be a whole lot of benefit to to him doing these things. So that's you know that's the curiosity that you're identifying. Where yeah, you know, we can understand how yeah you lie about something you, you get out of trouble, but but once we get in the groove of lying. It, right. it, it, it it there's this utter irrationality about it that right. that um, that really does take us i think into spiritual realities by the way Alistair, you you're doing something else as well where here we are you know, here i am talking about the ordinariness of lies but what you're doing is you're 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 also identifying that that the very structure of the universe has, has lies very much in mind, where there are, there are two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of Christ and the kingdom against Christ. And, and the kingdom of Christ is, is characterized by light and life, and truth, and yeah. you know, I think of when Jesus, when, when Jesus is speaking, that verily, verily. In other words, in contrast to the other kingdom that you're accustomed to, this kingdom of lies, I am going to only speak the truth, and that seemed to to separate him from from so many others. And then, then then, then the comment in John that Jesus makes in the book in the in the in, in the Gospel of John, you know, Satan is a murderer and he's a liar. He's he's Interested in death and 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 lies and falsehoods are are part of part of this kingdom, and it's it's part it's when when we when when we go to lies ourselves we are we are we are dabbling in Satan's primary language. So you are you're identifying that that there are we are at the at the very fault line of two different kingdoms, uh, and and it's this kingdom of Christ who speaks the truth. And the kingdom of Satan, who who speaks lies, and 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 so when we we are when we have an affinity with him, we're going to speak lies. But we're also here's the more challenging part, and I I think this is this is probably helpful. When people lie to us, and we find out about it, it can be it can be a bit infuriating depending on the nature of the lie but right. but the, the the liar is also one who is who is ensnared in this kingdom of lies and they are being lied to and they are believing lies and when we recognize that the liar is 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 embedded in that particular world it's it's not a reason to be angry, it's a reason to, to want to rescue. It's a reason to be moved by the tragedy of it all. So you're, you're allowing us to see this much bigger picture that's, that's taking place. And, and let me throw in one other scripture here, I think it's what Ephesians 4, where when Ephesians 4 it talks about putting off the, the deeds of darkness uh, and then putting on the deeds of light, I, I, I think one of the first things that Paul identifies is is you put off lies? Uh, it's 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 a very high-profile issue in the mind of Paul, and so I appreciate you you just letting us reflect on this right now with these two two different situations. They 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 cause us to reflect on something that is is very much in the heart of God for us. So go ahead.
0: Yeah. Well, it's I mean while we're I actually uh, I kind of don't want to say what I'm about to say because it's going to be overly convicting. Uh, so maybe we should just wrap up and pray and end here. But uh, the, the Ephesians 4 um, piece of the puzzle that this is kind of opening for me right now is Ephesians 4.29, which says something to the effect of, uh, you know, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only what is, what is, what is good, what is fruitful, what is going to build up and edify, what's going to fit the occasion, what's going to give grace to those who hear. So it's, it's, it's taking the, the idea of speaking truth and pushing it way, way, way beyond the narrow technical definition that most of us want to use. So those of us who don't think of ourselves as pathological liars would would tend to say, you know, well, I, you know, I didn't say anything untrue there, or you know, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't explicitly lie about that, or you know, I, sure, I kept silent, but and I'm just realizing how much the you you quoted jesus saying verily verily unlike that kingdom over there where people are going to use their words in a thousand different ways to try to force a result that makes them happy when people will use their words and their silences to extract from other people what they want um i'm going to use my words to give life to serve to build up and so whether or not uh most of us would would define lying as something like saying something that you know to be untrue, to be factually inaccurate. Um, but then there's this whole host of issues closely around it, like keeping secrets, telling half truths, putting spin on things, uh, overemphasizing, underemphasizing, or
1: even being um, s- even being even being silent, like right. you said a second ago.
0: Right. A- a- any of those things are actually a use of. Words, communication, language, um, designed not to serve and love and build up another person. And obviously, silence can serve another person, but 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 you can use any of those things to to force your will upon another person, uh, to manipulate another person rather than to serve and to love them. And so, while I've, well, my mind coming into the conversation was focused primarily on specifically, explicitly saying words that you know happen to be factually inaccurate. There's a whole host of closely related things that have to do with how we use our words in Ephesians 4.29, especially in the context of 4.15 and speaking truth in love um, and the context of Ephesians as a whole, Christ being grace and truth together. You, you can't, uh, we, we can't stand here and say like, oh, those pathological liars over there are doing something so radically different from the kinds of ways that all of us are tempted to and do use words to to force our will upon others for our benefit and not theirs. Uh so, anyway, I didn't want to say any of that, but
1: so so uh, so you have these two guys. Let's say you have more time with, with one of them to to consider these things together. So one the first thing you're saying is that we don't have to to move into anger for very long before we we, we understand the 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 multitude of variations on it and all of a sudden we begin do mean, to do you mean lying yeah you said anger I, i'm, I'm just, sorry i'm okay. sorry i was thinking about the ephesians 4 passage where it talks about lying and it talks about anger then it yeah, moves, yeah, yeah. moves yep. to your unwholesome talk passage uh Um, What was I going to say? Uh, So we—it doesn't take long for us to realize that 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 we—it's not just that person who is the inveterate liar. It's it's we want to see clearly. We want to we, we, we want to see the nature of lies, the lies we've told, the lies we believe and and we want to rejoice in the truth, the capital T truth, who who speaks yep. the truth. So that's you know, that's that's our starting point. Where else are you going? In, in some ways, Alistair, just a conversation like this with one of these guys, I, I think I would find it very beneficial. It's this conversation. It's not. It's not giving these definitive steps, but it is. It, it is moving into spiritual realities where we're seeing seeing things clearly, uh, and that's there, there's something that receives grace from that. Uh, in and of itself um, it, it, there's something about it that that reveals our own neediness um, and and there's a, something about a conversation like this that brings an urgency to the issues of lies uh, it's it's no longer well we all do it and you know you have white lies and innocent lies it's now that we see there's something traitorous about lies it it brings yeah, it brings much more urgency So so go ahead what where, where else does the conversation go after, after this starting point?
0: That's a good question. I, I mean, my, my instinct has been, as I've reflected on this, that um, probably there is, there's probably some benefit in most cases to doing some sort of, hey, let's look back at your story and let's, let's see anything we can identify fairly readily about about your history of, of lying can you can you point to specific uh, kind of landmark moments where, where lies either served you well um, or you thought they might or something was really important to you and you ended up getting caught in the lie but but you, it was really clear to you why you were lying you know can we can we find touch points looking back at times when, when speaking of something that wasn't true, knowing you were doing so, when that really made sense to you, when you when you did see a clear connection between what you did and why you did it. Because um, I suspect that that kind of exploration could help you identify um, what maybe some of the core themes are or, or where some of the especially hot spots are for you personally. Um, because my, my working assumption and I'd be interested in your feedback here. But my working assumption is that when you when you get to this place where you find yourself lying about things um, for no reason that you can discern, is is something like you know you've just you've essentially you've developed a, a reflex, or to to a man with a hammer everything looks like a nail. And if if your ability to lie is your hammer, then you tend to just hit everything around you with it. And and that hammer came from somewhere, um, you know some. Some people don't do a lot of lying. They are more workaholics. That's how they deal with their issues. Or they're always on Facebook. Or they're reading their Bible 27 hours a day. Or, you know, there's, there's a million ways to deal with uh, the challenges of life and your, your desires for one thing or another. I'm probably reading this as it could be helpful to understand your own history more clearly to understand where it came from with the assumption that something that was initially more directly connected to some of the strong desires of your heart has now become something that's um, habitual and you use it because it's so close at hand and you're so used to using it uh, that's become somewhat instinctive and so then the path forward is going to have something to do with um, trying to identify ways where telling truth can become this goal, can become this thing that's actually sweet to you. Uh, usually, by the time you 're actually having a conversation like this is because you are watching your life uh, have significant consequences or the people around you are saying this is killing us
1: yeah it 's helpful as you 're talking i 'm just sort of doing doing that in my own mind what what is my own history and and in one of the one of the lies that I can remember telling when I was a little kid was I had a horse in my backyard, and I was going to a school. <laughs> I was going to a school where I, and I did not. And I was going to a school where people didn't live close to me, and so I felt like I was relatively safe. And I, and I, I would envision. Uh, I knew somebody's yard that was large enough for it, and so I'd envision that person's yard as I would tell the story. Uh, and and I think about that and it's sort of goofy and silly and blah blah blah. Uh, but but what you just did was, it, it was no longer a goofy story. It was, the tra- there is something that characterized the, the the blatant onset of a tradition in my life. Uh, it wasn't just a one-time event. It was was part of this tradition. Uh, so so I appreciate that. It, it's it, it's sobering to to consider the longer story of lying in, in our lives. So that's very helpful. Another thing I was thinking is. Is is that we 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 see it comes from two different kingdoms, uh, we we recognize that we're believing lies as well as telling lies, and and, and then I th- then another thing I was thinking as you're talking was, here's here's how lies show their affinity with death. Where lies they separate people. You I can remember uh, I, I think a significant time in my daughter's life, she was probably um she was probably twelve at the time, uh where she told a lie and and, and and we discovered the lie. And it became an occasion for us to to sit down with her and say, isn't the truth really fine? Because when you were lying, you were isolated from the people who loved you. You, you were in your own little world and it, it was your own construction and, and you, were, you, were, you were miserable. You were separated from us. And now that you've spoken the truth, even though you've spoken the truth about something really hard, Isn't this great? (laughs) Don't you see that the the, the fellowship that we have together? It's like our family is one again. Uh, That became an occasion, I think, for all of us to see that, that lies aren't innocent. They... They, they, relationships is the very stuff of life and unity in relationships. That's that, that's so intrinsic to the character of the kingdom of heaven. And what do lies do? They 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 break all our relationships and leave us utterly isolated. And isolation is is akin to death itself. So what do, what mm. are we doing? We're just we're we're just moving into some of scripture's logic as to as to as to why these things, you know, why lies are are things we do, but but we're trying to understand that indeed it's, it's got death written all over it, and we and, and and in doing this, it 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 it, it, it motivates us, I think, it, to to say no, I don't want death, I, I want life. So, yeah. so it's very helpful. I guess what I'm saying is, you were just saying a few different things, but it got my mind invested in this in a in a different way. So, so it's very helpful. So, it, it, what I'm doing with this it, at this point is, is is I just want to put this in play in in with conversations a little bit more. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll use it. I'll, I'll talk to Sherry about it uh, a little bit later. Sherry's my wife. I'll talk to her a little bit about it later today uh I, I think I don't think I've ever prayed these things, but hmm. but I, I, I will I will pray these things. I'll, I'll pray the Ephesians 4:25 passage and uh, I'll, I'll pray that for myself, for my family, for for our church. and and then I will I will, I will consider, the, the beauty, and this is going back to what you said earlier, the beauty of the God who never, ever lies, who never lies, who only speaks the truth. Uh, so I, that's anyway, that's that, 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 that mm. doesn't land us with step one, step two, step three. But what you've done is you've, You've thrown us into this this vast arena and you've allowed and and you've allowed us to see how two kingdoms have emerged with clarity and and um, and the the beauty of the kingdom of Christ. So good stuff. Thank you, Alistair. What else were you thinking?
0: You know, I was just thinking that that was the perfect closing thought. Uh, Will you pray for us on these very things?
1: I will, thanks. Father, it's good to think about these things. I appreciate these, these, two, these two men that Alistair knows and how they have, have been catalytic for for us to consider these things in our own lives and, and to consider these things in Scripture. We, we confess that, that sometimes we see our exaggerations and, and, and ways we can be on that line continuum and I'm sure there are tons of ways where we don't see it. Lord, Forgive us and and open our eyes to these things. Uh, and 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 even more, would you would you grant us the privilege of of hearing that verily verily that the lover of our souls is, is the one who is only who is the truth and who only speaks the truth. We thank you. Thank you for how in in the midst of, of, of our duplicitous hearts. You you are never duplicitous in return, but you, you speak words that are true and good. We are grateful. And may we as a church grow in these things. In the name of Christ, amen.
0: Amen. Lies and lying aren't a terribly fun topic. But if you do find yourself wanting to think more about the deceptive places our words can go, you should listen to Ed Welch's talk from one of our national conferences called I've got a secret. We only barely touched on the idea of secrets or silences in the podcast today, but Ed takes an entire hour in this breakout session to unpack the spiritual and personal dynamics surrounding secrecy, and he suggests some paths toward light and truth. You'll like it, I promise. As always, you can find the link to this on our website, ccef.org podcast, right below today's episode. It will be free of charge till we post the next episode of our podcast. Just enter the coupon code PODCAST at checkout. And if you have any feedback from today's show, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Just email us at podcastccef.org. At till next
1: time, blessings.